guys want to learn to pray with power? And it's not this strange um, charismatic word of faith where you got to spit and, and uh, say Jesus loud. It's, uh, it's just a beautiful thing once you really understand how simple prayer is. And like I said, most of you guys know how to do it. And uh, you just didn't really honestly know what you were doing it. Because here's what the new covenant says. If you remember, it's prophesied in Jeremiah. It says, uh, I'm going to pour out my spirit on how much of the flesh? All flesh and all are going to know me from the least to the greatest. And I will, you will call on me and I will answer, right? And then he adds, in your sins and iniquities, I'll remember what? No more. So really, the new covenant's a perfect relationship is what he's trying to say. It's a perfect relationship. I don't keep any record of wrong. This whole sin consciousness, that program's over. There's a new covenant, and you're divinely in, in with me, and I'm with you. I'm in the Father, you're in me, and we're in the Trinity. Does that make sense? We're, we're connected to God himself. And so, when you understand that, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead shall also do what to your mortal body? Quicken your body. That's what he's saying to, in John 14, too, as we'll cover that again. He said, hey, Philip, don't you get it that the Father and me are one? And... If you don't believe that, because see, here's the thing, to a Jewish mind, if you said you were a son, what did that make you to God? Co-equal, an heir. You, you have everything that in the house. You know, the firstborn son has everything, actually has a double portion, which was enough to take care of all the inheritance, so that's why Jesus had to be the firstborn from the dead, because the firstborn has enough provision for all of his kids. Does that make sense? That's why he was the firstborn. Anyway. It's really hard to understand scripture if you don't understand Jewishness, in my opinion, because you're just going to take the Bible and think it's this thing that uh, it's not. It's, it's really, uh, and I'm just trying to get people to see that, that Jesus is actually much more important than the Bible. Does anybody agree, agree with that? So is the Bible, yes, it's beautiful, but Jesus is the most important thing of the whole deal. Fair enough? Because Jesus is the tre- correct interpretation of scripture. So anyway, um, Prayer is just really this realization that you're connected to the divine source, and you're very creative. And he goes, You've, I've created you in my image, and uh, I think I'll teach maybe like the whole Genesis narrative one of these times too. It's actually, there's so much symbolism in there um, that's just beautiful how, how he was created. And I, let's, I'll get distracted. It's, it's really good, actually. So, But anyway, let's just, so here's what I want you to get. Is, is prayer is not this thing that's a frustrating deal where... Um, you know, oh, I got to set myself up. How many of you guys have ever set yourself aside a time of prayer for about a week and then you just gave up? I do it. I used to do that. Now I just go, no way, Lord. I, I just enjoy you nonstop. That's the prayer without ceasing because they used to have an hour of prayer in the old covenant and, and different things like that when you could connect with God. And now he's going, that's over. You can pray anytime because you're connected to me. And it's just a realization that I'm in you and you're in me. And anything you're going to need, I've given you the ability to create it, actually. So he's giving you a blank canvas that I'm giving you this power of prayer so you can create anything you're going to need so that your joy may be full. Because I'm a good husband, I'm a good father, we were thinking of, and I provide for every need you're going to ever have. That's prayer. Is that cool or what? It's really cool. It's not this, oh, please, Lord. Oh, you know, it's interesting too, though. I was thinking about this today. Like, when you were a little kid, how did they teach you to pray? Like, just go into your, your stand. Yeah, that's, that, didn't they teach you to pray like this? And so I'm not going to teach that tonight, but there's some cool kinesiology things that you can do about prayer. You know, everybody laughs at the yoga guys. I go, they're just, they're just taking advantage of how we're divinely created. You do it too. You just didn't know why we did that. Right? Anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about. So let's go to the first slide. But there's actually reasons. So I, I cover this. So here's what he's saying. 
Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. Guess what? Peggy, you got this. When you look in the mirror, who are you looking at? Jesus, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what he's trying to say. Don't you get it? Jesus is going, when you look at me, you've seen the Father. Now when people look at you, who do they see? Jesus. When you look at yourself in the mirror, who do you see? You get it? That's that unity he's trying to talk about. Believest thou that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? That's covenant talk. That's marriage talk. You guys get this? I'm in you and you're in me. That's the whole wedding cake deal. That's the communion deal. That's the wedding cake we got from this communion ritual where we would, they would break bread. They would put their blood together before a priest or, or some authority. And then they would go, these two are now inseparable. Two have become one. It's a mystery. So, believest that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He does it. So that's what he's saying. I'm not doing this. I'm connected to the Father, and he's the creator of the universe, and he's doing all the stuff. And guess what? You're in the same covenant now. Is that cool or is that cool? So we still have this idea, I think, with prayer because of how we've been taught that we're separated and we're begging God and hoping he does something. So I, I think most of us think that we're praying to this God over there. Like, did anybody have that concept? I did because I thought what I was taught is I'm separated because I'm not very good. My sin separated from him. And somehow, oh God, I've got to get, get myself back. What he's trying to say is he goes, no, the source for everything is going to be right here. It's inside you. You can produce. Is that cool or is that cool? That's so beautiful when you understand it, guys. So I'm in the Father. You're in me. I'm not doing the work. The divine source that's in me is doing the work. I'm just participant in this thing. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me, or at least believe the works that I do. I'm going to show you how simple it is to really start producing. The supernatural should be natural. It shouldn't be anything that we go, wow, that was amazing. Is you can naturally produce it anytime you want. Isn't that good news? You can produce anything you need anytime you want. Is that cool or is that cool? I think it's cool. Maybe I'm the only guy excited about it. Because then, guess what? Then I'm not a victim. I can, I, he's, he, he doesn't leave us comfortless, guys. He's given us the spirit, and I'm going to just show you how simple this is to, to really take anything that you require into the physical realm where we see it. How many of you guys know that the unseen, the spirit, always creates the seen, everything we see? That's quantum physics. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I love that stuff. So, hey, truly, truly, or barely, barely, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also? Who's that re- talking to? You and I, Right? And greater works than these. And see, here's, here's where I think we miss it. We go, well, I believe in Jesus. Well, that's great. The enemy believes in Jesus. You haven't done anything yet. Do you believe that you're one with him? That's what he's really saying. Do you believe that you're surnamed with me, that I'm in you and you're in me? And you, the Holy Spirit's flowing through every one of us all the time, 24-7. Do you believe that? That's what he's saying. You're surnamed me. You're married to me now. Do you believe that? Not, I believe in Jesus, because that's what Jesus said. Well, that's cool. The, the devil believes in Jesus. You haven't done anything yet. But do you believe now that you're one with me? Or at least believe, see, this is why believers, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to be able to be a light to the world, aren't we? Not a religious irritant. <laughs> so, the works that I, then these shall he do because I go unto my father. Why does he say because I go unto my father? Jesus clarified later. He said, listen, it's really good that I go unto my father because if I go unto the father, I'm going to send what? The comforter. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to pour it out on all flesh. And now 
oh man, I get myself in trouble here, but here's what he says. He goes, all are going to know me because I'm going to write my teachings on your heart, not in a book. Everybody's going to know me intimately. Now, am I opposed to people reading? No, of course not. But I've seen people read it and read it and read it and read it and read it, and they're not in this intimate relationship with him because they think it's external, that God's over there somehow, and he's like, no, everything's inside of you. You're going to know me because I'm, I'm writing everything you need to know on your heart. I'm writing it on your heart. Does this make sense to you guys? So, okay. So, whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Is that broad or is that broad? In his name is, means his authority, his, his salvation. And we see in James, I don't want to get into this too because that's not my topic tonight, but listen, if it's in love, meaning this, is um, if it's in love, whatsoever you ask, you can produce. Now, it's not going to, like, if I, if I was praying for, oh, I want to marry somebody else and I'm married to my wife, that's probably not going to, that's not in his surname. Does that make sense? So, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, just like he said, I'm not doing the work, Peter. The Father's doing it. Who's going to do it? The Father and Jesus Christ are going to do it through you. So when you get persuaded of that, prayer becomes fun. Because you go, wait a minute. It's not based on my faith level. How many of us were taught that? Right? And how, how hard you can spit Jesus at the end of a prayer. Listen. That's not in his name. That's just going, in Jesus' name. That's just verbally yelling stuff. That's not understanding, being persuaded that you're jointly married to him and that he's going to do the work through you. I'm persuaded that he'll do it through you guys. Not you doing the work. He's going to do it. We're just the ambassador. Is that cool? Does that make sense to you guys? All right, next. Let's go to the next slide. John 16. I mean, he says this again. He's just clarifying. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father. You know, this is why they crucified Jesus. When he said, why are you crucifying me for all the good works I do? Um, and they said, we're not crucifying. This is John 10. They go, we're not crucifying for the works that you do. We're crucifying you because you said he's your Father. Which to a Jewish mind meant, I'm equal with God. That doesn't mean you're God. Don't get whacked out, right? People get like, I am Jesus. I go, no, you're not Jesus. <laughs> you're married to him. You, you have the, the benefits of being married to him, but trust me, you're not the Savior. <laughs> okay. Thank God. Exactly right. So anyway, um, so you guys get it, right? This is where people get whacked out, and they just get, they kind of get crazy sometimes, and they think they're Jesus. I go, you're close, but it's not accurate. So in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, my authority, because you're married to me now, he will give it you. Is that pretty broad or is that broad? See, the only thing keeping people from God answering their prayer is thinking that God doesn't answer prayer. God's not maybe. He's yes and amen. I withhold no good thing. Full stop. Is that cool? Once you understand that, you're going, wait a minute. Now I just, something, and I, I, man, I, I, let's get to the good stuff. So I'm just trying to show you, you ask, hitherto you have asked nothing in my name, not my authority. Ask and you shall receive, so what? So that your joy may be full. Isn't that beautiful? Is he a good husband or is he a good husband? He's a good husband. He's a good father. We've just been saying, it, does a good father provide for his kids? Yes. Does he provide for his kids? Yes. So if some of you guys are frustrated going, I'm praying and praying and praying and it's not working, I'm going to fix that tonight. Is that okay with you guys? 
Because it's not about doing that. It's not about verbalizing stuff to him. It's not that. So, and this is kind of interesting. If you read the original Aramaic, how many of you guys know Jesus spoke Aramaic? Right? Because Hebrew was actually kind of a dead language at the time because of the diaspora and everything else. But the original Aramaic text says this. Ask without hidden motive. Be surrounded by your answer. See, this actually makes Mark 11 normal too. When you believe you have it, you shall have it. But here's what he's saying. Ask without hidden motive. Be surrounded by your answer. Be enveloped by what you desire so that your gladness may be full. If you're enveloped by something, what does that mean? It means you're surrounded by the answer. So here's what he's trying to say, guys. Is I think a lot of people are still praying this distant God thing. Hey, God, please, please, please do this for me. Provide for me, right? And he's going, no, you're looking in the wrong place. The source is in here, just like he was telling Philip. The He's in here, and he's going to produce it through you. Now, I'm going to teach you how to do that. Is that fair? So it's not this, oh, please, God, please, 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 and then you're, you're just going to be frustrated, guys, because you're going to be asking and asking and asking, and then you're going to come up with all kinds of religious teachings going, well, sometimes God answers prayer, and sometimes he doesn't. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that at all. It says, whatsoever you ask, you will receive, you shall, so that you can be pumped up about life. That's a good covenant to me, isn't it not? So it's not, most people just are depressing in prayer because they don't understand this, but we're, we're going to fix that. So the original text is this, is this is the Hebrew thoughts. Uh, uh, Jeff Forrest, you and I were talking about this. The he, see, Western thought, we, we think God's over there, we're over here, and we're begging God to perform, and sometimes he gives us a bone. Oh, thank God, he actually answered my prayer. And he's going, no, 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 I've given you the ability to go create. You're created in my image, and the source is in here, and once you understand it, you can have whatever you desire so that you can be pumped up about life, so that your joy may be full. How many of you would like a joyful marriage? He doesn't want a, a, a nagging bride, you and I. He, wants a, he doesn't want a hangry bride, right? Most Christians I see are very hangry. Like, give them a stupid Snickers already because they're angry, right? And they're begging God and they're pounding and, oh, it wears me out watching most of it, to be honest with you. And they're spitting tongues for like a weekend. And, and uh, I'm like, dude, it's, it's here. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's, be, it's not, you, you're not praying to this distant God going, please, God, do this for me. It's be surrounded by your answer. Feel the answer. Feel that it's already done. Feel that whatever you require of God, that, that, that word is ask. It really is whatever you require, you're going to receive so that your joy may be full. It's not, can I have this please, Lord? You understand the, the, the difference there? He withholds no good thing. Every promise is yes and amen. So if you can find a promise in there, it's yours. And then he teaches you how to do it. You realize the divine source is in here. Be surrounded and be enveloped by your answer. Experience the full feeling. And I'm going to show you how simple you actually all do this already. So hopefully you'll understand it a little bit more in a deeper way. When you feel the answer, when you see the answer, when you actually know and you're knower, You've connected to the divine source, and it's going to be yours. So that you can, your joy may be full. Is that a good God, or is that a good God? I'm not going to leave you comfortless, is what he said. It's really good that I go, because I'm going to send you the Spirit, and I'm going to teach you how to manifest anything you guys need so your joy may be full. So he's given us a blank canvas, and he goes, go create. That's cool once you understand it. So, all right, let's go to this next uh, uh, so in other words, you're connected to the divine source. That's what, that's what he was telling Philip, wasn't he? Don't you know that you're in me and I'm in you? 
And if you don't believe that, at least believe the works that I do because he's the one doing it through me. And now you're in the same boat, is what he said. So he is in, through, and holds all things together. So once you understand unity, that he's in and through and holds everything together, you'll realize that his spirit's in you, and that's what it's going to produce through you. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made. So he's created us in his image, and his image, he goes, listen, if you understand this, you can create. How many guys like creative people? Where do you think that inspiration comes from? It comes from him, in and through and withholds all things. So anyway, if you require anything, that's that HTO uh, is ask. Really, a better word is require. Hey, if my bride needs anything, I'm going to jump. I'm going to teach her how she can connect to me and have anything she needs ever, whether it's health, whether it's money, whether it's uh, anything you need. So ask, you shall receive, so that your joy may be full. So when, you're, this is, this, when you feel surrounded by your answer, that Aramaic text actually makes it a little more easy to understand, in my opinion. So here's, if you want to understand this, thoughts and emotions create things. The unseen creates what you experience on the outside. So thoughts create things. Does that make sense to you guys? And I'm going to show you. How many of you guys know this? Is, uh, if you're ever around people that are really have a great attitude, etc., they seem to have more in life. Don't they? Why is that? Because Jesus is love, he's gratitude, he's joy, he's all these things, and that's what creates. And some of you guys, have, if, uh, we've talked about Dr. Carolyn Leaf quite a bit. If you haven't, her book's probably worth a read. And here's what she says in there. She says, um, the human being, how we're created, the physics of us, the biology of us, there's no mechanism for depression, negative, uh, any of that. It's the lack of light. It's the lack of love. So when we're experiencing bad feelings, depression, sickness, etc., she goes, it's just lack of light. So if you can get light in there where you actually build your... And she shows those pictures of your brain. She goes, here's a brain that's positive, connected, in love, grateful, and it's this beautiful thing. If you ever look at neurons in, in your head, it's, it's this, they, they do pictures of trees. And then they go, one that's in fear, that's thinking about lack, I don't have enough, I'm, I'm guilty, I'm shameful, I'm all these things. The neurons of the brain actually just shrivel up. So it's not that you don't have enough faith, guys. You just don't have the capacity to go receive what's actually freely given to you because of physics, really. So here's Einstein, and uh, E equals MC squared. You guys have all seen this. So E is energy, right? And mass is what? Physical things times the speed of light squared. So energy and mass are co-equals. So here's the thing. Every, every thought you have, every belief you have, whether you're in love, create, has a different frequency. So if it has a different frequency on the E side, the energy side, is it going to have a difference on the mass side? This is simple algebra, some of you guys. Maybe you didn't like math, but trust me. If, you have, if you're in love, it's going to pre- create a different world for you versus if you're in fear, it's going to create different mass for you, different world for you. That's about as simple as you can make it. Your thoughts create things. Hey, when you're in gratitude, when you're in love, when you're in joy, when you're in, for, unfor, when you're in forgiveness, guess what? You create a nice atmosphere. You create nice surroundings. When you're in fear, doubt, guilt, shame, which that's the tragedy of most of the Christian teachings is it puts you back under guilt and shame. And then you wonder why your marriages don't work. You wonder why, man, why has this happened with my career? Why has this happened with my relationships? Because you don't have any capacity. You, you're you got the wrong thought process, which is producing the wrong surroundings in your life. If you change your thoughts and your emotions, guess what happens to everything around you? It starts to change. Is that cool or is that cool? See, I love, I love that science actually confirms Scripture to me. It's not separate. Now, 
most of the stuff that you've been taught, science has actually disproven it. Science has disproven that we're not disconnected. Because God's in and through every atom in the universe, and science proves it, right? So, anyway, um, in fact, you know what? How many guys know who Max Planck is? Any science guys? Do I have that here? Remember the Planck constant and all that? No? You're not a very good engineer, bud. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> you guys know who Max Planck is? No? Everybody's <laughs> looking at me. Anyway, you can go Google Max Planck, all right? So he won the Nobel Prize in 1918. He's really the father of quantum physics, which is really what Einstein and everything is. And here's, here's uh, let me just, let me quote Max Planck, and then here's a, here's a really trippy thing. And then we'll get to how do, how do you pray. But this is really about how we pray. So here's Max Planck. He said, as a man who has devoted his whole life to the most clear-headed science, to the study of matter, E equals MC squared, I can tell you, as a result of my research about atoms this much. There's no such thing as matter. <laughs> All matter originates and exists only by virtue of a force which brings the principle of an atom to vibration and holds this most minute solar system of atoms together. That's scripture, guys. He says, I am in and through and hold all things together. We must assume behind this force the existence of a conscience and intelligent mind. This mind is the matrix of all matter. How many of you guys have seen the movie The Matrix? This is where it was inspired by Max Planck. And he's going, you create your reality. And it's true. Now, here's, so here's, here's quantum mechanics, which he's the father of. Objects have characteristics of both particles and waves, wave-particle duality. Now, that's a fancy way of saying this, if you ever, under, if you ever go look some of this stuff up. Everything that's matter, anything we can see that's physical, goes from photons, waves, to matter back and forth. It interchanges from, you're really not there, and then you're there. It just happens so fast, it goes between matter and, and, and light, back and forth, like that. So you can go look up a, a, a study at UC Santa Barbara. I remember this was maybe five, six years ago, if you go look for it, where they, they, they got a, a tuning fork almost in a complete vacuum, and they struck it, and they show you it's there and not there. It goes in and out of phase. Where it's matter and then it's not matter. It's matter and then it's not matter. Isn't that a trip? Now what is that saying? Is if you change your energy, your thought process, your emotions, guess what happens? You change the mass. You change physical things. Is that cool or is that cool? All right, is, it, is this the next slide? Is the picture? Yeah, okay, here's, here's what I want to show you. What do you, what do you. What do you feel when you look at that picture? Innocence, joy, love, I've heard. Beauty. Where do you feel it? Do you feel it here or here? Don't you? You don't feel it here. Most of you guys are praying here. Does that make sense? When you're in love, where do you feel it? In your brain or does it come out of the belly? Out of here. Right? Your heart, your spirit man, the belly, whatever he says, rivers of living water are going to be flowing out of your belly. Your emotions are things, guys. They're very real, and they create. So when you look at that, doesn't it also, I don't care if you're even depressed, and you look at that, you go, it just gives you kind of a smile, doesn't it? But you feel it here, not here. Is that, does anybody not understand that? It's pretty natural, isn't it? If you get nervous before something, where do you feel it? In your head or here? Right here, Right? 
Any emotion you're going to feel in your belly, your heart, your real man, not here. Yeah. So, okay, now I'm going to show you how simple it is to change. Let's hit this next photo. What do you feel? Man. Right? It's a wife who, a service member, died. And they're, they're, they're what do they call that? It's uh, when they travel with the body. I don't remember what they call it, with where the, the service is. And they actually, that's so cool to me. Just they honor uh, our fallen. But you, don't you feel something immediately different here? See, here's what you need to understand. You need to, you need to line up your thoughts and hear. So a lot of guys are praying, spitting, and Jesus, and please do all this stuff. And they're praying out of desperation and fear. You got to calm yourself down a little bit and be enveloped by the answer. Already see yourself, already see the answer there. And when that lines up, when you, you can actually feel, guys, you can feel a change in your heart. Something will drop. And you go, oh, that's prayer. That's when you got it. It's not the verbalization. It's not the words. It's lining up your thoughts and the feeling here to produce a different energy out of yourself, which now I got it. Does that make sense? Does this help anybody? So I want to show you, um, I'm going to show you this video. So if we can line up that video, don't click on it quite yet, because does it naturally just start by itself? Okay, so I'll, let me explain this video to you real quick. And you can go find any of this on the, um, on the internet, etc. cetera. Is, uh, Beth, yeah, Beth is here. So my sister-in-law, somebody, I, I always talk about Mark, my brother-in-law, who was diagnosed with incurable Waldenstrom's disease. There's only been one survivor in the history of the cancer. But up until him, there was no, no, no survivor ever. And I can just tell you what changed is Mark and Beth go, no, he's not going to die. And guess what? He didn't die. So here's this, this, <laughs> this hospital is in Beijing, China, and uh, um, there's, there's no medicine in the hospital. But what you're going to see, guys, is there was a lady with a three-inch tumor on her bladder, which the Western doctor said it's inoperable. And they've got three guys, and they're chanting, and just, I want you to understand what they're saying. They're going, wasa, wasa. And all that is, is it doesn't matter what the word it is. It was a word that invoked uh, joy that this woman was already healed. So it's not the word, it's not the incantation. That's what Jesus was saying. It's not the vain repetitions, guys. It's, that was a word that expressed where they were, they were seeing this cancer already gone. And so they had three people, and they asked them afterwards, they said, hey, could this person have healed themselves? They said, yeah, more than likely, if they were, if they were taught what we were, she could have healed herself, but she didn't understand it, so we did it for her. Because what they believe here, when their thoughts and their emotions, when that energy of love and health and divine life actually changes what they see in the physical, the mass. So they're going to show one side has uh, the, the three-inch tumor, and another one, it goes away right before your eyes in a very short period of time. You want to see this? Because I think it's inspiring that we all have that same ability. So let's just hit that slide real quick. Over eight years, the center has successfully treated more than 180 types of illnesses, including bladder cancer.
you that's cool to me anybody else think that's cool and if you you can go watch it online there's different people who describe what's going on um, a little bit more than in depth that I did but also all they're doing guys is those three people pictured her already healed and they were experiencing the emotion that's what they said the, the word we picked was an emotion that we would be so joyful because we already see her healed we're not praying to for her to be healed we're praying that she is already healed in present tense. Does that make sense to you guys? And you saw it go away in, in a minute and 30 seconds. An inoperable cancer. That's cool. That's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the same spirit that dwells in you. That's the same spirit that will do the works in you. Hallelujah, man. That's really cool. So um, we can go to the, the next slide here. But uh, here's, see, I, Einstein also said this. He goes, if you can't explain stuff in a... Um, uh, to a sixth grader, you're not getting to their, their heart. You're filling your head with knowledge. Does that, that make sense? And so the smartest guys in the room are typically never the guys that really have this developed fully. <laughs> and so that's what I would just challenge you. And Jesus said, listen, if you want to enter the kingdom, the kingdom is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Do they have any concept of an angry God? They have a concept of a loving father don't they? And I'm not, all, I, not all of us do, but that's his point. He goes, listen, if you can become as innocent as a child with, not, with no cares, etc., you'll enter the kingdom. Is that cool or what? So here's, here's prayer. So here, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll cover this a little bit more in depth again next week. But, so here's how you pray, guys. It's not the words you speak. It's out of here. It's out of here. It's when you can feel it. That's when the energy changes because your brain sort of works, but some of you guys, if you've read Heart Math and Healing Code and Love Code, you realize that this thing is the power source. It's hundreds, if not thousands of times the magnetic field here more powerful than your brain. So most Christianity is up here. Man, if I just learn and memorize another scripture, if I just do another one, if I just pray a little bit longer, if I spit more tongues this week, something's gonna happen. And they're not working on this because this is where everything is. Does that make sense to you guys? And so uh, I'm just tired of, of, of religion not being powerful and effective in your life. I want stuff to work for you. And uh, you all do this. You all do this intuitively. The things that you're just persuaded of naturally happen in your life, don't they? 
It's when we start thinking like, I gotta do this to be pleasing to God, or maybe I'm a little bit guilty, and, and you start in here that it gets messed up. So here's, here's the governor, guys. Um, it's really easy. So how do you feel most of the time? And, and uh, we were talking about this at my house at Fellowship. Most of us were taught that it's your faith. Don't worry about your feelings. Anybody ever taught that? I can't disagree with that more, to be honest with you. Because um, you, know, you, you, you know when you're knower, when, you, when I'm in love with my wife, I feel it here. I don't know it here. Right? And so that's what, what he's really trying to get is, hey, listen, I've provided everything you're ever going to need. It's, it comes out of here. It comes out of your belly. It comes out of your feelings and emotions, etc. cetera. When, when your feelings and emotions line up to this, then everything works. So here's another way. So how do you know when you're operating in the kingdom? How do you feel? Do you feel good or do you feel bad? You feel good. We, we know what good feelings are, don't we? Love, joy, peace, unforgiveness. It's uh, innocence. Um, I heard some of the words when we saw that little girl. It's the, it's the kingdom. That's why, that's why uh, in Paul's letters he said, hey, listen, cast all your cares upon me, your worry thoughts, your fear thoughts, etc., and then think on these things. And what does he tell you to think about? Love, joy, peace, all the, all the things that make you feel good. Easy enough? He goes, because that's the divine flow. And when you feel good, here's what happens. If you want to get scientific, you actually create new neurons where it has the capacity to receive that. So it's not your lack of faith. It's your, it's your fear that's operating most of the time, which is causing you not to be able to receive. It's not your level of faith. In a way, I guess it is, but it's not, it's not man, if I pray in tongues long enough, I'm going to increase my faith. No way. I've seen people pray in tongues for 50 years well, I'm, I'm going to be 50 this year, so that's, not, that's a lie. Um, that's, a, that's a hyperbole. So uh, <laughs> let me put it this way. I, I've been quote-unquote saved for 20-plus years. I've seen people spit tongues where you got to like, geez, man, relax with that stuff. For 20 years, operating out of total fear and zero production or fruit in their life. So don't tell me it's the tongue. If you got to come here as well. Does that make sense? And I think charismatics think, we got the... We got the corner on everything because we pray in tongues. They go, well, it doesn't look like it. You just fall down. I'd like you to fall down and actually have a great marriage. I don't mind you falling down. That's okay, but I want something to work. I don't want to come 10 years from now and you're still falling down and trying to get a touch and all these things. I go, he's given it here. He's given it here, and he's given you the ability to divinely produce anything you need so your joy may be full. So here's prayer. All right, so you can do it two ways. You can check yourself and go, if you could ask him for anything, what would you ask for? And you guys can do this. And here's what I'm asking you guys to do. If you're husband and wife, don't go, what did you write? Because they might be embarrassed. I'm just, now, if you have a good enough relationship, I've just, I've been around couples for quite a bit, tens of thousands of people in business, et cetera. You get a PhD in people. And, uh, oh, no, my wife and I share everything. You liar, liar, liar. It's a, no, you don't. <laughs> You don't share your fears typically. You don't. Now, some of you guys do, fantastic. But I'm just asking it. Uh, don't like, hey, what did you write? Because sometimes they don't want to tell you what they wrote because they're embarrassed. Does that, does that make sense? So if you could ask for anything, what is it? And that, it's, it's okay. Whatever you want to ask, it's really okay. Because that qualifies for the whatsoever, doesn't it? And he's going to do it. So if you could ask for anything, what would you ask for? And you can do this over the next week, etc. Go, man, I would, it, it really doesn't matter what it is. The, the, where the rubber meets the road is this next. 
if you receive the answer to your prayer, how would you feel? That's what those guys in that video were doing. They were picturing that woman, the joy of her already being healed and what it would feel like as if she was already healed, not begging God to intervene miraculously. That's how most people look at prayer. Please, God, heal this person. And he's going, no, no. Now, does it, that happen sometimes? Yeah. But I would rather operate on the thing that I know that works 100% of the time, which is if you do this, I will do it for you so that your joy may be full. How many of you guys want the 100% deal? I do, right? So if you receive the answer to your prayer, how would you feel? And this is, that's, this is where the rubber meets the road, actually. So if it's, um, I don't know what it is. You know, if it was, if it was financial provision, start seeing something that where you, where you, you get out of here, because this isn't where it's at. The, the emotion comes here. We, I showed you that, right? What does it look like if you had whatever provision you needed? What's the feeling you would have? Maybe it was joy. Maybe you'd feel worthy. Maybe you'd feel valued by your family. Maybe you'd feel joy that, man, I can provide for my family. I don't know what it is. It's, you're wired differently. I don't know how exactly who you are, but that's what you try experience. And it, there's, there's different biometric ways to do this, meaning that with your body, you don't have to do this, but there's the reason why we prayed and we did this is because we try, I know I can do this, is when I, when I lower my head, and if I just put my fingers right here, I can get my, I can kind of shut my brain off and start to feel it here. Not that helps anybody, but I, I actually do that. Is I actually physically move my head, which is, I think that's probably why prayer happened is I, I put my head down here so I'm not, my brain's, I'm trying to shut that thing off because it's going, right, Michael, driving to Denver and somebody cuts you off and you tell them you're number one and your brain's going like this, right? And so <laughs> you got to calm yourself down a little bit. I know he, I told him he never does it because he's a good Christian, but I've, I've known Christians who have done it, probably not you, but anyway, or I've said a farm word when somebody cuts you off, right? Those are legal. Farm words are legal. So I tell my kids, dad, that was a farm word. <laughs> ah, that's not taking the Lord's name in vain by the way taking the Lord's name in vain is meaning he's not the savior he's not swearing come on guys because I've seen stuff happen to good little Christian women and all of a sudden something comes out and I go whoa Woo! where'd that one come from anybody else do that this is my grandmother all of a sudden she would <laughs> She would say chicken stuff in Dutch. Finally, I asked her one day, Grandma, what is that? She says, Hippiestroth. It's chicken. S H T. My little Christian grandma. So she would say, that. anyway, it made me laugh. That's not taking the Lord's name in vain. Taking the Lord's name in vain is, I don't believe he's the Savior. So let's get over that. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, you overly religious guys, because um, that's not what it is has nothing to do with this eternal thing. It's everything's here about the kingdoms. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit, in here, out of the living water. So if you can kind of get here and, you know, um, how many guys have learned affirmations? Affirmations work with some people and they work, don't work with other people. How many guys want your affirmations to work? <coughs> right? If you're just doing it here, that it's, if you're just praying and affirmations and I am this and I am that, those are all beautiful things in my opinion because when they asked, who are you? And he says, I am that I am. We're human beings, not human doings, okay? So he wants you to feel and be that person. That's Paul's writings. He's listened. He goes, hey, be holy because you are holy. 
So that's Paul's, Paul's writings are kind of tough sometimes because he, he first starts out the writings. He says, here's who you are. You're saints. Every promise is yes and amen. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Then it sounds like if you get towards the back half of the chapter, it's like, man, Paul's getting legalistic again. But what he's saying is, all this is true about you, so be it. Since this is already true about you, you don't have to become it, be it. That's, that's how Paul's writings are, so that might help you guys out when it looks like he's getting legalistic. So when you be something, it's you're enveloped by it, you're surrounded by the answer, etc. You're, you're getting your affirmations to this. Like, I am very prosperous. I see people spitting that out, spitting that out, spitting that out, but they're doing it in total fear. They haven't calmed themselves down, and they haven't felt the feeling of being prosperous. When you line up your thoughts and your emotions, that's prayer. You guys getting this? And that has a different energy or frequency than, man, I can't pay the bills, my debt's racking up, all this stuff. Follow me? And it'll produce a different thing. So don't beat yourself up about it. Just now that you know the answer, go, wait a minute. If I'm worrying about this, prayer is not me begging God to do anything. It's in me. I'm in him. He's in me. And he's given me the ability to create. So I'm going to line up my thoughts and my emotions. I'm going to start seeing myself. Take a few minutes in the morning or when you go to, before you go to bed is actually great. Because you go through, I don't want to get into all the, I wanted to go to medical school for all this. That's why I get geeked out about all this stuff. Because I, I just enjoy it. It's fun. But anyway. Um. I was telling Barbara, I said, I think I'm going to get a master's from Harvard in psychology just to irritate the smart guys. Because um, like, we don't have any letters. Like, I got a letter. Whatever. And so I think I'm going to go do it just because. <laughs> so it's, just because. Because I'm like, well, why not somewhere here? No, no, no. Because I'm tired of the smart guys going. Anyway. I just want the smart guy to go, just leave me alone. Okay, leave me alone. It's just like, I got a piece of paper now too. So that's all it is. It's a piece of paper that, yeah, you, you could pass a test, right, Michael? That's it. And you could write a long paper. That's really all school is today. So um, let me get off that. Everything's here. Hey, whether you have a degree, don't have a degree, it really doesn't matter. It's here. You can go produce anything you want, anytime, so that your joy may be full. So when you line up your thoughts in here, it's the emotion that most of you guys are missing. You're, you're seeing it. You're praying to get somewhere instead of being. You're saying to be healed instead of being healed. You're praying to be prosperous instead of, I am prosperous. And you get that feeling. I don't know what it is for you. It could be something, um, you know, to me, it's surfboards and snowboards. I, wanna, I told Barbara, I go, I, I always have to live in a place where I can either surfboard or snowboard. Because that's what I love. I enjoy that. That's fun to me. It's, it's just, so I, I envision stuff like that. So, um, and she knows this. I go, sweetie, I'm looking at places in Aspen and Long Island. So I can have the ocean. And then... 45-minute subway ride, get off at 161st, and I'm at the Mecca, the pilgrimage, Yankee Stadium. <laughs> That's where they're going to change the pilgrimage. I'm pretty sure of that. So, at least my pilgrimage. So, I, why? why? Why do I want all that? I don't know, because it makes me happy. I enjoy it. That's what I want to do with my life. I want to enjoy it. And then, ladies, we got something for you, too. We'll take you down Fifth Avenue and shop and have fun and go to a show. How's that? See, I think that's, now some of you guys are going, I don't want anything to do with that. All I want to do is be out on 500 acres out in the forest and hunt elk. Fantastic. That's, guess what? You can create that so that your joy may be full. There's limitless, guys. It's limitless. The mass and the energy go in and out at any time. That's quantum physics. If you change what you think, guess what happens about your surroundings? Your thoughts create things. Bad thoughts create negative things. Good thoughts create good things so that your joy may be full. Does this make sense to you guys? So, 
I think this is self-explanatory. If you receive the answer, how would it make you feel? And guys, it's, sometimes it's radically fast. And so don't think this, that um, I gotta keep persisting and persisting. It actually, you should have fun with this. It shouldn't be the hour of prayer and going, oh God. That's how prayer was to me at first. Like, we did the 24 seven prayer deal and we picked like 2 a.m. or something, my wife and I'm like, who thought of that? So I did it one night. She wakes me, I remember where we were. We were in that little condo in Briargate, right? Scottsdale townhomes, our first house together. And I remember we took like the 2 a.m. shift to the 24-7 prayer network. And she's waking me up at 2. I'm like, what? Oh, it's our prayer time. <laughs> Let somebody else pray. <laughs> I was not good at it. It was irritating to me. I'm like, if he loves me as his bride, he doesn't wake me up in a deep sleep and go and get to work. He goes, no, I give to my beloved even when they sleep. I can fall asleep to that and my joy is full. See how the covenant is versus religion? Does this help anybody? Is this starting to make sense on prayer? Guys, if you can feel it, the feeling is the prayer. That's the thing. You spend time on there, whether you're saying their affirmations or not, most of the time if you can just picture it until you feel it. Be enveloped by the answer, be surrounded by the answer is what the original John 24 said in Aramaic. Is that perfect or is that perfect? So be enveloped by your answer, feel the emotion, of your answered prayer with gratitude. Here's how you can change radically right now. Think on these things, things that are lovely, pure, etc. So if you're not feeling good, if your predominant, if your predominant thought and feeling through most of the day is anxiety, if it's intention, it's depression, etc., get pictures of things that make you smile. Right? Go and write down, here's what I'm grateful for. Man, and it can be anything. It could be, uh, I'm grateful I'm alive. That's a great one, right? That's why I said anything that has breath, praise the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord, the Lord always and then do it again. There's no place for nonsense in there, right? There's no victimization in there. Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. So he's going to rejoice all the time and rejoice. Why? Because that produces everything you're going to need to be joyful. You're going to live a life of joy and fun and exciting and $8 hot dogs with me, man. It's just beautiful. And those things don't have cholesterol and whatever your health nut doctor told you, just scrap all that. Let the doctor worry about that crap. You eat it with me and have, enjoy yourself. So, because you know what? It doesn't do that to me. Because I don't believe it does that to me. I never have believed that it did that to me. Because I always saw the, the sickest people I knew went to Whole Foods. It's true. I was like, man, they, they, like, look at these people. My kids go in there and go, it stinks in here. They go, it's called health food. It's just, I'm looking for grease and sugar and that's poison. No, it's glorious to me. It's just wonderful. <laughs> and I'm healthy. So anyway, I am actually. So we'll go to the hockey game. Big chili cheese dog. Oh, man. Yeah, baby. So and all the health nuts are going to eat that. This self-righteous nonsense. You eat your leaves later. So I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying I'm the healthiest guy you know, and I do everything wrong. Because I know where my health comes from. Right? What I believe create, see, here's the thing. If, you, if you've been taught this whole thing, you know that'll give you what you believe, the energy in that creates that mass, does it not? You know that'll do this to you. I go, man, Jesus came eating and drinking. Praise God. So, because I like that better. So, all right. So feel the emotion with gratitude or prayer. When you change how you feel, you reprogram your heart. When you reprogram your heart, that electromagnetic field here, what happens? 
The change you're desiring, the change you're praying for, the thing that you want more than ever shows up so that your joy may be full. Got it? Is that easy? Who's, somebody say something? Yes. Oh, Chris, how you doing, bro? You've been, you've been like vacationing for two weeks, man. So, oh, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm saying I was just going to give you a hard time ago. Some of us have to work for a living, man. You just play the whole time. No, I'm not. Some of you guys know him, right? Accelerated wealth. If you need your money done, talk to Chris. So anyway, what were you going to ask? Same thing, bro. Same thing. Because if you, yeah, that's what the people were doing in the video. So if they can see it already experiencing it, right? It's not words, bro. You know when you know something here, don't you? You know those good feelings, and those good feelings produce a different mass. They produce something different physically. And we all know that. As you can go from this to this, you look at that one picture, it creates a different emotion. You look at another picture, and ah. Oh. Right? Most of us are programmed in the ugh. And then religion reinforces it. If you don't do this, God's going to be mad. If you don't spend an hour in prayer every day and be disciplined. This year I'm going to spend an hour in prayer. Please don't. Unless it's like, Lord, I'm just going to get away and be in love with you and enjoy myself and put some nice music on. and Man, feel you. And that's where you get creative, etc. That's where all that comes from out of that love, joy, peace, etc. It comes out of the kingdom. The rivers of living water start to flow out of you. You get creative. You have more compassion. You start experiencing the kingdom. And guess what? Life starts to happen to you and life more abundantly. Does that make sense? So if we're, if we're next, is that, did I answer that or you got another one? Yeah. See, I think it's much more that than tongues like we were taught. We were taught it's tongues. You ever see people praying in tongues and they're not happy? They're counteracting themselves. They're hangry. <laughs> Who said that? Tim? Yeah, because we, we've been there, right? Did you get the 3 a.m. shift? I picked the 2 a.m. Most of the time you're praying, and, and they're actually teaching that is, hey, you know what? And I taught it because that's what I believed. I, I believe so much more now that the Spirit knows what we need and it, it does the stuff for us. I don't think it's praying in tongues. It's beautiful though, isn't it? And it's real. You guys know this, man. I, I was telling Barb, that, and I'll get you out of here because it's, so I remember this so clearly when I, because he, he went to the Air Force Academy as well. My brother went to West Point and he goes, Mike, West Point, they sleep in tents. Air Force, they sleep in hotels. Got it. I'm a simple man, but that makes sense to me. Um, and so honestly, here's what I did, guys. Is I was telling Barb this. I, I, uh, I had a picture of the Air Force Academy, and there was this, the, the academic building there is called Fairchild Hall. And they had this catalog. Remember the catalog you got? And I remember this guy running up the stairs with his athletic jacket on and his backpack. I looked at that thing so many times where I honestly could feel myself. So when I got to those stairs, I was like, man, I'm here. But I was there because I could feel it already. So then when I, went to, when I had to go to my uh, uh, congressional interviews, mine wasn't that hard because you know who my congressman was? Gopher of the love boat, Fred Gundy. He was my congressman. He was actually a pretty smart guy. He was summa cum laude at Harvard, so he's actually a smart guy. But anyway, that's, so I had to go interview, like we have to get a congressional interview. And, and I remember walking out of there and my sister and brother-in-law go, what do you think? I go, oh, I got it. I knew I was in this deal months ago. It, this is just a matter of time. And I knew in my knower, guys, because all I did is I spent time looking at things, and I could honestly feel myself walking up those stairs, cruising up those stairs, going, man, that's where I'm going to be. Now, if I, well, people always go, would you do it again? No way. No way. Are you kidding me? 
I, I found my girlfriend there. That's the only, that's I go. That's the only reason I went because I didn't enjoy any of it. People, somebody just asked me, you didn't even enjoy your senior year? No, man, no. You couldn't even skip class. What, what kind of school is that? Right? We couldn't skip class on a snow day and go ski. That's not a real school. So anyway, does that help though? As you do it until you feel it, you, you, you can see it, you can feel it. So guess what? In relationships, man, I want my relationships to this. Start being grateful because that's God. And all of a sudden you start seeing the good things and you start loving and grateful and you get less angry and you stop picking out flaws and everything else and you actually just start to feel loved. Does that help you guys? So we'll, actually, it's really, so you, your thoughts really are, in my opinion, your thoughts are this. Hey, if I could ask for anything, this is where the mental brain's going on. If I could ask for anything, what would I ask for? And it's whatsoever, guys. It could be peace. It could be, I don't care what it is. Everybody's got a different answer. Then the real thing is if you're affirming that, that I have this, I have this, because a lot of people know affirmations, but they, they're so struggling with affirmations because they're not seeing the results they want. Anybody been there? Man, I'm saying this, and I'm saying this, and I'm saying this, because they're lacking this. They're saying it, but they're not calming themselves down enough to feel the emotion of it already happened. When you line up your thoughts and your emotion, that's prayer, and you got it. It's, it's record speed. It'll be divine speed, how fast it comes to life. And it won't even seem like a long time, though, because you're in love, joy, and peace. It just, it just works. Trust me. So, anybody relate to that? So, hope, get, stand to your feet. I just, hopefully this makes sense. Um, this is prayer. Hey, if you want a really easy book, I brought this up there, of the love code, the healing code, etc. This is a great little book, How Life Works by Andrew Matthews. It's really good. He, he was the author of um, Being Happy. Wasn't that the original one that we first read about him? If you guys want a really simple book that covers all this, and, and uh, this is such a simple thing. It's really good, actually. And it's pictures and stuff. and Even Menza guys can read this, Michael. He's actually a genius, actually, so... I was asking him for a Menza card like Uncle Howard. My friend, he, he, he got somebody's Menza card and crossed it out with a pen and wrote his name in there. <laughs> so I want one of those if you ever get one. So I just I go, hey, I'm a Menza member. Like, that's not you. I go, no, it's me. You see, my name's right there. So I, I just want to do that. So anyway, does this help? Does this help? So Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. We just thank you that you've made it simple. We've, the, we've messed this thing up because we think it's something that it's not. And it's so, so simple that when we realize that we're connected to the divine source. He's in us. We're in him. Anything we require, we can bring it to pass so that our joy is full. So, Father, we thank you. Just let this truth sink deep into their hearts so they actually get it. And prayer becomes this beautiful, creative, loving thing versus this labor of religion and nonsense that none of us enjoy. You want us to have an incredible relationship. You're a good father. You're a good husband. Anything we need, you've already created from the foundation of the world. And prayer, by feeling it, is how we bring it to pass that joy may be full. We just say thank you. The people can do this for their health. They can do this for their relationships. They can do this for their finances. They can do this for whatsoever. And you will do it so that we can be joyful in your family. We just say thank you in Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen. Mm -hmm.